everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Collar Syndicate Show. And no fancy intro because I don't have anything off the top of my head. How are you doing, Albert? You're going to have to practice those. You've had a couple of good ones, and now I, now I want to hear them all the time. I know. When I did it the first time, I was like, that, that felt really good. So then last episode, like, let's do it again. And today, for this one, nothing. I, I, I drew a blank. It's probably because our schedule got all out of whack since we were supposed to actually do this tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to blame it on that. I was not ready. Yeah. Not well prepared. <laughs> Neither were you. I kind of threw a wrench in your shit as well. No. I got home and had to move my 18 cars and trucks out of the way so <laughs> I could make sure I didn't park on the street because the city don't like that. Yeah. I'm apparently so much of a problem they've sent my case to the town attorney. What? <laughs> so You're that guy. I'm that guy. Uh, yeah, so where I live, I live in a little town. You know, we're outside of the big towns. It's kind of why we live here. And I have, they have a rule that says you can't park anything, any trailer over 24 foot. And my trailers are 40. You can't park them on right away. Right away would be like the street parking. Or in my case, we have about a 10 foot section between my front fence and the sidewalk, which is where everybody on our street parks. We all have this like section, but it's technically utility easement. So it's right away. Um, so usually what I do is I try to park on there, not to be a douche, but it's technically right away. Well, they have a new quote enforcement lady who came around. Suppose she got a complaint from, uh, somebody, you know, that lives at the end of the street I've talked about before, which, uh, of course she would. Yeah. So they told me I can't park on right away. So the only place I can actually fit my trailer on my property is back here behind the shop. And I got to park all, you know, jackknifed into the, in front of the bay doors and you can't get in and out of the garage. It's, it's a pain in the dick. So I went through their city ordinance and there's a, you can get a permit for commercial vehicles. And, but the thing is they say they can't approve my parking permit because I violate the length rule. And I'm like, what's the point of the permit? Because the permit says you can't park there unless you have a permit. But then you're telling me I can't have a permit if you violate one of the rules. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. So they've been back and forth. And now they say they need to go to the town council. They want to amend it to make their no parking permit now. They just want to make it to where you can't park. And I was like, if if you're going to play that game, you're going to screw a lot of people in this town. Because that thing also says you can't have anything with a GVWR over 20,000 pounds. So I explained to like the code enforcement lady. I was like, I could hook up a little trailer to my wife's suburban, like a little yard trailer for hauling leaves and yeah, shit. Yeah, a small trailer you buy at tractor supply. Yeah. And it would be at 20,000 if that trailer is rated at five, 5,000. Guys like GVW is gross vehicle weight. GVWR is rating. So it's not what you weigh. It's what you could weigh. So it's like, if you do that, all these guys that drive F550s home from work, like it's a blue, the majority of this town is blue collar people that work construction or oil field. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all these guys can't drive their company trucks home now either. I was like, and if you're going to play that game, you can't come into town without an overweight permit. Does that mean I can't bring my camper to my house to load it up now? Because my camper is far going to exceed that one. It's hooked up to my truck. Mm-hmm. And my camper's not even a huge one. I mean, it's decent, but it's not huge. It's not yours, <laughs> but no, so I, yeah, they don't know what to do basically. So they told me I can park on the right of way for now 
until they figure out what to do. And now they say they got to send it to the town attorney because they don't know what to do. You're that guy that's fighting that gray area. It's not a gray area. It's in black and white. It says you you can park there if you have a fucking permit. Then you got the permit. I asked for one. But they won't give it to you. They won't approve it or deny it. They said they initially denied it because they're like, oh, to get the permit, you have to have the approval from your neighbors. It's like flip the page over because it's a two-page permit. Oh, yeah. Flip it over. And then I had my neighbor left, right, and across the street all sign it saying they had no objections to me parking on the asphalt part. I was like, you know what's stupid? There's nothing against street parking, right? So when they pissed me off, I was like, okay, I can park my trailer in front of my shop, but that now means I can't pull my cars into my shop so i parked my wife's suburban and all three of my pickups out on the street i didn't even use that right away Mm -hmm. and they're like i was like did you notice i did that And like yeah we seen that you had like 15 cars on the street it's like street parking's legal so what's worse me having my five cars in the street or me parking my trailer in that dirt spot and then putting all my cars in my alley in my shop yeah obviously one is worse than the other but they want to go on technicalities i was like okay technically street parking's legal so i guess it seems dumb to me. Just let me use the asphalt part that we've used for five years with no issue. So, you know, you know, it's funny about the person that complained. Hmm. It was a few weeks ago. I got done at the gym and <clears throat> I went to Safeway right next door and she was there standing outside of her car. And I was like, it looks like she needs something because her car broke down. Good. I didn't go over and ask her. <laughs> I saw her in the mirror. I was like, if you need something, you can come ask me. I'm not, I'm not, I, like, I have shit to do. I'm, yeah. It's not that I'm just an asshole. I'm not going to acknowledge the fact that you broke down, but I'm busy. Well, it's funny because I didn't know when I first told you the story about her, I didn't know how small of a world we were actually in and how yeah. closely you are to that person mm-hmm. and why, why we uh, refer to her as that lady. This lady lives at the end of my street. I live second house in from the other end of the street. Yeah, you're three houses away, aren't you? There's one, two, three or four houses in between us. Anyway, the problem was is when I'm working on my trailers in the shop and stuff, I'll usually back my trailer up close to the shop doors. My truck will be kind of blocking the alley. My other two neighbors, all the time, they say, hey, I need to come through. Okay, I jump in my shit and I move it for them. Like, I always make sure I can move my shit out of the way. My problem with her is she lives on the other corner, on the opposite end of the alley. She wants to pull out of her garage, drive all the way through our muddy, ruddy-ass alley, park behind my shit, and then start honking. And complain. And say, I should be able to drive down this alley whatever I want. I said, you do realize the alley has two entrances. And you didn't even have to drive down the alley. <laughs> that was my point. I was like, you live on the corner. Why are you driving all the way to the other end of the alley? I was like, I get what you're saying, and I would gladly move, but you keep doing this, and it's fucking annoying. And mm-hmm. she goes, well, it's public use alley blah 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 and i was like i get it but and then she kept saying something and i was like you know you can just go out the other end of the alley and she said something about she just kept saying i should be able to use alley whenever the hell i want and she could just kept babbling so i just walked in the shop and closed the door while she was still talking <laughs> it's like i'm not gonna play this game because i'm about to get real fucking rude about it yeah you're just wasting time and energy yeah it's, it was just like really yeah yeah because like i said i saw her in the mirror and you know when someone's panicking or in a, you know you can tell by their body language or the way they're looking around and stuff like that i was like okay there's something up yeah and then all of a sudden i saw the hood of her car open i was like oh i'm not going over there <laughs> uh-uh. i got i have to go to safeway i have to go get pizza you know little caesars right next door yeah i got fucking food to eat they go to domino's you know domino's cheaper than fucking little caesars now dude i get it 
and I fucked up because Domino's is way better than Little Caesars, and mm. I just don't plan accordingly to yeah. order food. But they're pretty quick if you order on the app. They're pretty. Quick. Oh yeah, they're very quick. Yeah, but just some people from Safeway came out to help her, and I was like, that sucks to be you guys because you're going to be there for the next twenty minutes listening to her talk. Yeah, and, and she's going to be she's going to tell you about how ungrateful she is that you're helping. Yeah, and look, I get it. I could very easily go over and help. I could have. And I didn't because I had other things to do. It's not because I did one. I didn't want to. I didn't. But I also had shit to do. Well, if you see my wife, make sure you stop and help her. I do. <laughs> I, she she flips me off enough at the gym. Right. She always tells me. Uh, no. But yeah, that's that story. So yeah. hopefully they figure out what they want to do. I said you could. Do, I emailed them. I was like, I, I have met all six requirements on under the requirements to get a permit. I don't see why you can't just approve it. And then everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. My shit is not on the street. It's not blocking the alley. All my other cars will be in my shop or in my back alley parking off the alley. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why we're being so complicated. Now it's just going to turn into if they. Well, now it's just going to turn into me being an asshole. Cause if they deny it, I'm just going to keep parking on the street with all five of my fucking cars. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be that guy that's causing a problem you, and going off legality. Well, and I found another loophole. They don't even know I found yet. What is it? You know how I parked the other truck on the other side of the street? Yeah. It says commercial vehicles. That one's not commercial. Oh. <laughs> Neither is that trailer because it's in my name, not my company's name. Okay. It doesn't have a <laughs> DOT number on it either, does it? Nope. I mean, even if it did, but that that trailer is under my name and that truck is mine. And then my other trailer and other truck are under my company's name. So mm-hmm. they're, they're commercial. That one's not. It's personal use. Okay. <laughs> and I can park whatever I want for 24 hours. So all I got to do is go flip it around every 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's petty. Yeah. Well, I told him, I told Haley, I was like, I want to be real petty. It says you can actually park within 200 feet of the residence on right away if you're actively servicing the household. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll go throw a two by four on there and just tell them I'm delivering building materials. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> go throw a roll of sod on there and say, yep, delivering <laughs> landscape material. <laughs> Fuck off. No, I I just wish they'd make it simple and be like, yeah, okay. Like like I said, all three neighbors, each side and front. And my neighbors on the side are cool as shit. All the time I have to park in my neighbor's driveways. And they're all... Like the other night, I had one on my right-hand side of my house. I had one car in that driveway and then the other car on the side street where I parked the truck and trailer you seen me in. And she's like, oh, no, just... You can bring the other truck and park here. And I was like, I oh, mean, it's going to be cramped I'm, i mean not trying to inconvenience you i know i'm the inconvenience because the big problem is i brought both trailers to my house because i was working on one of them mm-hmm. so that was that's why there's such a more than normal clusterfuck and i have like fucking five trucks so that doesn't help yeah the town's just being a pain in the ass because if, if it doesn't go you know if they rule against you then you just might as well be petty and you're like if it's not right for me it's not right for fucking anybody that's exactly what i'm gonna do I'm going to say you want, okay. I you can, want another fucking bulldozer tank in, in town? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll take it that far, but no, I was just like, I can, yeah, I can get my trailer into my alley, but then I can't use my garage. And usually my wife would park her car in the garage and I have three parking spots on the one side of my shop and it's all fine and dandy. But I was like, if you're going to make me put my trailer back there, cause I can park on my property. Mm-hmm. It's either that or I told Haley I'd tear down the fence and just make the shit trailer trash and park in the fucking grass in my front yard. There you go. Like, you want to look like a trailer park? Or I got this nice 10 foot wide, 45 foot long, crushed asphalt parking spot right between my fence and the sidewalk. Don't see the problem. Fucking people. So I might go to the next town hall meeting if I'm in town and just say, hey, 
why are we being stupid? I've met all the requirements to get a permit. And now you guys are talking about taking the permit out. So you can't even get a permit. I was like, if we're going to be petty, let's be petty. But you don't want to go down that road because I'll be extra petty with five vehicles in the street. And our streets are barely wide enough for street parking as it is. Oh, yeah. You have to let one car pass at a yeah. time. So, but they can't get rid of that because some people don't have that 10-foot section like I have. And it's it's just a clusterfuck. It's the age-old thing. I mean, I've lived in this town since it was all dirt roads. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just this problem. Growing pains, I guess. But fuck parking. Let's move on to the next. All right. So what we wanted to try, guys, is I was telling John, I've... I, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving and I listen to one in particular and they go, they, they're kind of structured and me and John are not, not, <laughs> we kind of just try to pick a subject and roll with it. Or, you know, I really like it when we have guests because then we just get to pick, pick the brain of the guest and let them talk. But you know, this, this podcast was for blue collar people and we get a lot of comments both ways about how blue collar people how you guys enjoy hearing, you know, the, the trades, the jobs, more, like, more pro blue collar, like the workplace stuff. Yeah. But I also get a lot of comments appreciating the, the blue collar perspective on the news and the politics too. So it's like, I was kind of telling John, maybe what we were thinking about doing here is spending maybe like the first half of the episode and just run through some news headlines. Cause there's a lot of shit going on right now. And just kind of hit on that. And then me and John both had a couple of like just workplace related subjects that I thought were real good ones to talk about too. So maybe, maybe give the episodes a little more structure. We'll try it out. Yeah. We'll see how we like it. And you guys let us know how you like it. Um, With this, it just came to my mind. Have you seen the little like button pads, like soundboards? Sorry. Let me get a little closer. (laughs) Have you seen like little soundboards? Yeah. We, we're going to need one of those just so that way we can work from segment to segment. So that we, yeah. we have a button that says news, 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 news. <laughs> I was playing, <laughs> I was playing with it on my laptop. I can actually program in little sounds. Okay. So it wouldn't be like a soundboard, but you could put like, I can put them in. Yeah. If we don't want to spend the $8 on a soundboard or whatever they cost, I'm sure they're not expensive. I've seen a lot of stuff that's seems ex- like it should be expensive, but it's not. Okay. But anyway, so, yeah, let's get started then. I mean, we ran it about my parking for 10 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, guys, we'll start with the news. Today is the th- June 3rd. So, we're only a month away from my favorite holiday. Uh, what is July? July's MAGA month. <laughs> it uh, is? It's unofficially MAGA month, yeah. It's a, it's a podcast joke. But oh, okay. Some guy uh, made it MAGA month because this month is Pride month. Um so you know, what, you know what other month you know what it, all, what it also is but gay people take over it what it's men's mental health month there's another one or just mental health in general yeah no no men's mental health is one there's also another month that june is supposed to be but it, it gets overlooked by pride month yeah because I, pride month is very it's worth marketing exactly i was gonna <laughs> say pride month is there because of the marketing gimmick yep. not not because all the uh, people who are gay and lesbian and all that, not because they're out. It pays to be gay. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're not out fighting for civil rights right now. They're probably just sitting back enjoying this the warm weather that's coming in. But marketing, like you said, mm-hmm. it's all about that money. Um, so in the news, I guess last week, 
yeah, I believe it was last week. The end of May. Yeah, Ron DeSantis officially announced he's going to be running against Donald Trump. And then on the Democrat side, we still have basically Biden, and then there's Robert Kennedy, who is the nephew of JFK. Okay. Both. Did you know his dad was also assassinated by the mob? I don't know. So, and then his brother, obviously the president who got assassinated. So his dad and his uncle were both assassinated. Crazy story. He actually seems like a pretty bright guy. Okay. I'll have to read a little bit about him because there's someone I follow on Instagram that was talking about favoring him. And I, I obviously, we we know me, I don't pay attention. Yeah. I I don't know a whole lot about him, so I don't, I can't say much. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he's accused of being like an anti-vaxxer. And some people kind of defended him saying it's, he's not like, not like a hippy dippy anti-vaxxer. He's more like a, we need to slow it way down. We're getting way carried away with medicating people before they need medicated type of thing. But that's all I've really heard. But I've heard he's also. That's a, that's a good, good yeah, quality to have. Yeah, seems reasonable, reasonable mindset. But he's like everything, everybody I've heard. Obviously, I listen to a lot of stuff that's center or center right. So I get that perspective. Okay. But a lot of people, even on the right-hand side of the aisle, seem to have a decent amount of respect for him. So. But and you I, said he's running as a Democrat. He's running as a Democrat. Okay. Um, the cool thing I did hear about him is he wants to, like, cancel and end the FBI. Just get rid of him. Really? Yeah. There's, a, there's actually kind of a big push right now against getting rid of three-letter agencies because... So there, there's like an inside joke like with the cia they're like hey we know the cia did some bad shit in the 60s they did some bad shit in the 70s they did some bad shit in the 80s they did some bad shit in the 90s the 2000s the 2010s but hey they're good now and We're good now and, and there's a lot of people democrat and republican are like nah let's just be done with that they've been causing all kinds of problems okay um so it's like yeah. epa wow i hope epa for sure fuck them guys roll call <laughs> and if you well, never mind i was gonna say come to truck fest but you're listening to this and truck fest is done with yeah hopefully you guys had fun yeah no uh so he's running on the democrat side obviously biden's running again so he'll be like 107 the sandbag tripper yeah supposedly um you know i was thinking about that today if you let's say your great grandpa was 83 years old or 80 one however old biden is 81 82 some shit like that so say you get a phone call and says hey your 80 year old grandpa just tripped and fell what would your response be is he fucking okay okay now what would your response be if i called you and i said i tripped and fell dumbass (laughs) exactly are you okay (laughs) but my point is like you get a giggle just picturing a 30 year old dude tripping and falling over something but uh, an 80 year old you'd be like fuck is he okay yeah their bones are brittle that's the guy we have running the country. Is the guy you say fuck? Is he okay? Not the guy that you're not worried about because he's strong and limber. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, the, you have a when you, when you trip compared to Biden, he's a little taller than you, so you don't have as much of a way to fall. That's a short joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Biden, they make him look fairly tall on TV, so it looks like he has a long way to go. No, but I was thinking about that today. I was like, you know, if people were called and said, hey, your 80-year-old relative just tripped and fell, people would have like a a sympathy and a sad and a concern where if you called your buddy and just say you tripped over a fucking hitch, you'd be like, who put the hitch there, dumbass? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, and then you think about it and you're like, that's the guy running the country. You know, so it's like, 
it's like elder abuse at this point, you know? Yeah. And then he's going to run again. And I think they said he'd be 87 or 88 by the time he exited office if he wins. Oh, goodness gracious. So it's... it's Again, age limits, people. Yeah. It's funny. I said that, what, 15 episodes ago? 20 it episodes right ago? right at the beginning. Yeah. Because we're over and six now, months in. Yeah, I hear all these name brand podcasts you know big name podcasting i don't know why i mean maybe it's time we start talking about age limits it's like no shit <laughs> they brought listen up, to us little people they brought up a good one like 35 to 65 should be the limit like the age of retirement should be the limit okay like that's when we get to retire that's when the president should retire too but is there a, okay so is that just for con- like political po- poli- political roles or like yeah. it's like what because what's the youngest president we've ever had i think it was jfk I better like Google this. 40? Because if Ron DeSantis wins, he would be the second youngest, and I believe he's 41. Youngest president was JFK at the age of 43. 43. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The youngest person to become U.S. president was Theodore Roosevelt, who was at age 42, succeeded the office after the assassination of William McKinley. The youngest of the time of his election to the office was JFK at 43. Yeah. So JFK was the youngest elected president. Yeah. Yeah, and then if DeSantis wins, I think he'll be the second youngest because he's forty-three now. But the election obviously isn't for a year. DeSantis is forty-four, oh, so he'd be forty-five if yeah. he took office. So he'd be second youngest elected. Yeah, I I do agree that because I think the youngest you can be is thirty-five. Youngest, how old do you have to be to be president? I think it's thirty-five. Um, you type really fast. I've been working on that. <laughs> According to Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution, the president must be a natural-born citizen of the United States and be at least 35 years old, have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. Yeah. Yeah, so they were saying like 35 to 65. I would probably maybe push it to 70. I mean, I know some... After a good mental check. Yeah, I mean... Fuck, the crane operator I worked with today was probably pushing that. <laughs> I mean, and he's out there running a crane by himself. Yeah. So, no, uh, yeah, I think age limits. But anyway, in the news, the reason I wanted to bring that up is obviously we have Trump running. And I know in an earlier episode, I talked about how I felt DeSantis was a really good candidate and how maybe Trump wasn't the guy because too divisive, too much showtimey. Yeah. too much drama and DeSantis is kind of like precise and to the point. I've changed my mind on that. I am at this point. It, okay. If I could hand pick a dude, I would probably actually pick that Vivek Ramaswamy guy. Who's also running as a Republican because he's like uh immigrant entrepreneur. I mean, he's born here, but his parents were immigrants entrepreneur built a billion dollar biotech company smart fucking dude super reasonable has some really good views like he thinks like you might not like this at the moment maybe that'll change in the future if you guys with your lifestyle changes coming up but he was saying like why do we let people who don't own property vote that's rude why do you get a vote on my property taxes when you're not partaking in that system so he, he's not saying you have to own property but he was saying like it was, he was having a conversation about there needs to be some fucking standards here. 
Okay. So he was even saying like, you know, there's countries where civil service is a requirement. So he's saying maybe you need to do civil service to vote. Civil service could be joining the military. It could be joining the forestry service. It could be doing a part-time job as a EMT or whatever. It's some kind of civil service. Uh, it could be, you do it when you're 18, the first summer out of high school, something, mm-hmm. but it was like the, the, the threshold for voting and who we let voting. It's, it's becoming an issue. We let anybody vote. Well, and we let anybody vote on shit. They shouldn't be voting. It's, it's kind of like the argument where people are always arguing about, there's a big argument about people who don't have kids voting on school boards and shit like that. It's like, is that fair? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. It's a conversation that I mean, yeah, because it can that one that one can go both ways. As long as I mean, because yeah, people can vote for both both sides of it. Yeah. So what I liked about him is he was just he was just he's bringing to me what's this common sense, mm-hmm. a lot of common sense. It was just like w- this whole argument against not having voter IDs, fucking stupid. Yeah. We have to have an ID to buy a fucking case of beer. We have to have an ID to buy a pack of cigarettes but we don't have to have an idea on to vote who our president is or mm-hmm. to raise taxes. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he, he's just got a lot of really good common sense ideas because he comes from building a big company from the ground up and being the child of poor immigrant parents with like, he wasn't a silver spoon kid. So it's like, he knows the struggle. He just seems really smart, really thoughtful and common sense just seems to be pouring out of every pore of his body. So I'm like, common sense is usually the right way to go you know nine times out of ten so if i had to hand pick one maybe him what's his name again vivek ramaswamy i only know that because i listen to like three interviews of him okay and everybody's like tell us how to pronounce your name okay <laughs> but, say it again no no I'm not. <laughs> vivek vivek but you spell it like vivek v-i-v-e-k vivek yeah. pastrami <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Ramaswamy. Ra- Ramaswamy. Yeah. Where's he, where's his immigrant? Where does he? His parents. Yeah. I think they were from India. That's fun. That's interesting. Okay. Ra- Ramaswamy. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> that killed me. <laughs> Pastrami. <laughs> no, but honestly, he has no chance. But he just he seems to have really good character and really good common sense. I mean, okay. they talked about like the train de- derailment that poured all his chemicals out. And the guy interviewing was like, you know, Biden literally went to the other end of the world. He didn't even go visit those people. Trump went to those people, brought them water and bought them all McDonald's. Mm-hmm. He's all, I like that. Yeah. Like our president went over to a different country to talk about their fucking problems. Why we have this catastrophic problem. And he didn't even fucking go there. Yeah. Trump went there and he fucking did what middle-class people do. Here's a case of water and here's a fucking Big Mac. Yeah, he did more help yeah. than, yeah. So he was kind of dogging on Vivek Ramaswamy about it. He was like, you know, you didn't do anything. He goes, well, I, I didn't make it public, but to be fair, I gave a six-figure check to the church there that was doing all the, like, getting people hotel rooms and food and clothes and shit. Okay. He goes, I wrote a six-figure check. He goes, but I wasn't going to go there because I felt like it was bad optics because I'm just going because Trump went. Like, he's also, I wanted to do something. Like my presence isn't going to help them. No, but my money is going to. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, I didn't make it public, but I did donate a six figure check to that church out there. So, I mean, he just seems like good character, you know, mm-hmm. but if we're going with the likely to win, 
it's kind of coming down on the right hand side of the aisle you're going to have trump desantis and on the other side it's going to be all about biden so basically biden versus trump and desantis um i do know earlier like i said in a past podcast i was like oh desantis desantis like i like him he's done some great shit in florida he seems to be a great fucking governor he's done some really good work yeah um but the more that they keep dicking with trump with these like silly lawsuits um i mean he just got he didn't get convicted of rape but they gave the lady a financial judgment for okay. sexual assault <laughs> it's like okay. you're not guilty but you have to pay her well it seems like what they're trying to do is make him a felon somehow so he of, can't run exactly they're yeah they're just trying to get stuff so he can't run and they just come up with the silliest stories like you know there was when he was president there was a lady who accused him of groping her on an airplane and it's like she is ugly as a box of rocks and it's like he owns the miss universe pageant do you really think he was going to be groping you <laughs> <laughs> that was as shallow as that is that was my stance on that fucking drama and then it's the same thing with this one that lady's like oh yeah 30 years ago we met at a department store in new york and we he her he sexually assaulted me in a in a dressing room at a clothing store and then you're like you mean to tell me or 20 years ago 20 or 30 years ago whatever it's like you mean to tell me one of the most famous guy in the world no security no nothing in the middle of new york city at two in the afternoon somehow picked you up took you into a dressing room and assaulted you with no one knowing and yeah, it's not like 10, 20 years ago he was a nobody. He's he's Donald fucking Trump. That's what they were saying at the height of his fame. Yeah. When every rapper had him in his rap song, when he was fucking big in gold. Home alone. Exactly. They're like, you're telling me a security detail didn't notice? You're telling me all the other people in the store didn't notice that fucking Donald Trump is walking through this store? Yeah. Like, it seems a little odd. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, it seems like they're just playing games to try to make sure he can't run. But the reason I've become more and more of a fan is I'm actually more like, I want to see his revenge at this point. Cause you know, that shit's got to be pissing him off. Like I'm sure he's got a backlog of things to do to people. Well, and there's a lot of things he said he was going to do before he was president that he didn't do that. A lot of people, including myself kind of hold against him. But now I'm like, hmm, if he wins, he doesn't have to worry about a reelection. So now he's not going to, have to worry about pissing off the wrong people yeah he can do whatever he wants he's talked about firing damn near half the government you know do it fuck that, yeah that's what less people, government that's what people are saying so they're like i'm on the i'm on board with the uh at this point i'm on board with the trump 2024 desantis 2028 okay the problem with desantis running now is for one he only gained a lot of popularity because trump went down to florida and pushed him up he was losing his election and Trump went down there because that was Trump country yeah. and was like, Hey, this is my buddy, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of, there's like a little bit of a backstabber effect there. Um, I know Trump is obviously he calls him like Ron DeSanctimonious or something. He needs yeah. to come up with a better nickname. He's had better nicknames, but I mean, over, over COVID during the shutdown and everything, that's when DeSantis got a lot of attention. Yeah. That's when he gained a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I think that helped him, you know, now. Yeah, but the the, the theme is is though he would have he wouldn't have never been governor if it wasn't for Trump in the first place. He would have lost that election. Okay. He barely won the first one. Granted, he won the second his second term as governor by a fucking landslide, set records in Florida. Okay. He turned Florida from a purple state to a blood red state. Um, 
DeSantis seems like a great governor, and he might make a good president. The the from my perspective is just a fucking middle class blue collar dude driving a truck around. The problems I see with DeSantis is he seems he seems like a politician. Okay, and I'm. I don't know. I feel like a lot of us are just turned off of politicians. I mean, I feel like that's why Donald Trump won because he, he might've been a billionaire. He might've not been part of our middle class, but he wasn't a politician for once. That was part of my reasoning for voting for him. in the first time, you know, both times was he did shit that we, that we needed done. And yeah. He didn't take shit. He wasn't someone that could be bought. Oh yeah. And that's and he said whatever he wanted. He was a businessman and he yeah. did what was right. He might have said some dumb shit, but I appreciate the fact that he, like you said, he just said what he wanted to say. Yeah, people I may do not dumb agree. shit. I mean, oh, I, yeah. everyone does. But oh, yeah. if you're gonna own it, fucking own it. Exactly. And and that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is I'm like, I want to see Trump win because I want to see Trump just go fucking scorched earth and just yeah. fire everybody. Do like do all the things he said he was going to do without having to worry about a re-election coming. And I feel like that's what he wants to do. I think I, I, so in 2006, his first run when he won, I went to one of his rallies here in Colorado and it was great. It was a fantastic time. The place was packed and everyone kept saying drain the swamp. Yeah. And I think he was working towards that. And like you're saying now he doesn't have to worry about re-election. So I, w- I think it's time that that might happen. Yeah, I think I think he was worried about re-election and then obviously he got interrupted with COVID. Yeah. And I think the COVID thing taught him how important the draining the swamp part was because he is the one who put Fauci in charge mm-hmm. because Fauci was supposed to be the expert. So I feel like he, he the first term he learned like, oh, this is worse than I thought. Mm-hmm. And then if he gets a second term, I feel like he's going to be like, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like in the Grinch when he starts in the back of the mailroom. Pink slip. Pink slip. <laughs> yeah. Jury duty. Jury duty. Play yeah. eviction notice. Somebody was saying they should just do like a C-SPAN, like a live TV feed of him just firing people. That'd be great. And he's like, I'd pay pay-per-view prices to watch that all Fuck day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's where I'm at. And I think... My other problem with DeSantis is, I don't know if a lot of you have listened, I listened partially to his announcement speech, which was supposed to be on Twitter, but it was a clusterfuck, Twitter crashed, there's all these problems. But, uh, dude, he is so fucking boring. Okay. He reads like a robot. Like me? Like, yeah. But worse, because like... He's just very like monotone, monotone, bland, nothing. Like he literally just sat there and he seemed like that kid that got chose to read in class, but didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I am running for president. This country has problems. I need to fix them. I think we can do this. I want to do that. This would be great. Donald Trump doesn't do this. Biden this. Like it was so fucking boring. Okay. It was like, dude, you're announcing you're running for president. You should be excited. You ever seen a Trump speech? <laughs> like, Fuck yeah. Like, people were surprised at how bla- bad and monotoned it was. It was like, not interested. Okay. And I feel like... Kind of lost you right away. Oh, he lost me two minutes in, and it was like a seven-minute speech, and it was so fucking boring. Gotcha. It, it was like, dude, if, if this is your presidency, you just seem like a fucking paper mill politician. Mm-hmm. Like, no, zero enthusiasm? What the fuck? Like, not even like, you know nothing mm-hmm. this is the most boring shit i ever heard <laughs> it was worse than being in a fucking who was that teacher we had in high school packet land i don't want to say his name science teacher civics history 
I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, just super bland, dude. Oh, it, the basketball to- coach? Yeah. Okay. I know yeah. who you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. He was just not the one with the ear. Yeah. No, no, no. The other the one. The tall, skinny yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, it was just a bad speech, dude. And everybody who listened to it, like all the commentator, political people, they were the same thing. They were just like, that was, that was bad, dude. Like, did you not have any PR training? Like, there's no excitement in your voice. You put people to sleep. Like, no one's going to watch that. Yeah. So it's like, if that's your presidency, that's trouble, buddy. So that's why I'm like, man, the more he talks, actually, the more I less like him. Okay. So it's like, maybe step this one back, let Trump squash Biden, and then maybe you go take some training. And Learn from the big dogs. Come back in 2028. Okay. I think that would probably be the best trap. Okay. But Biden, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I can think of a single reason anybody should vote for him. Oh, I can. I know why they'll vote for him. Because they hate Trump. That's the only he's reason. a mean orange man out. Yeah, that's the only reason he won in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, on our end, I mean, just think about it. If you're a middle class person, tell me what, what in your life has improved is with him as president. I mean, take away all the... I love spending more money on pointless shit. I love it. More taxes, inflation. Gas. We're paying hundreds of billions of dollars to a war we shouldn't even be involved in. The guy's a president and he's... Even if he was good, he's not there. No. He's old. He's delirious. He trips and falls over nothing. Multiple times. shakes invisible people's hands. Shakes invisible people's hands. He has an earpiece to tell him where to walk on stage because he doesn't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Like anybody with some common sense should really. If you're if you're on the Democrat side of the aisle, you should be asking for a better. Poli- if that person wasn't a political figure, like like we were saying earlier, a family member, that person would be under retirement care. Yeah. Or you know, at home with you'd, your family. Yeah, you'd be looking for a live-in nurse. Yeah. So that's the politic news side. Um, I don't think there did, was there any other big headlines we were talking a couple of just like funnier things yeah. off there um, adult diapers for T yeah. Swift concert <laughs> because people don't want to leave their seat I don't oh my first of all if you pay that much for a fucking T Swift concert ticket yeah I think you got other problems because I've seen some of the price tags that people are asking for them on Facebook and I'm just like not a fucking chance. Do you want to know how much I paid to go to Welcome to Rockville? Huh. For four days. Let me, let me rephrase this. Four days of music. The ticket was just over $400. Yeah. That gets you three hours of Taylor Swift. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. I got four days of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have to pay for flight and travel and staying, which yeah. might equal. Yeah. But you're getting four days yeah, fuck. of music. No. But, and then on top of that, people are talking about wearing adult diapers. Yeah. To the show. It's like, are you kidding me? Um, was there any other funny news? Yeah, oh. chat GPT. Oh, yeah. So, some news article people lost their jobs to chat GPT. Now, the they, article headline reads, chat GPT took their jobs. Now they walk dogs and fix air conditioners. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, what, news journalists or something th- like I that? I think that's what it said. I skimmed it. I didn't care to read uh, it i've been hard. helping out or i've been we've been chatting so i haven't been able to, haven't i didn't read it yeah there we go ai still in your jobs <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes back on what we've been talking about pretty soon there's gonna be a robot walking dog it's gonna be a robot That's dog funny. watching walking other dogs and then 
there's not going to be a need for AC repair, man, because AI is going to, robots are going to build the a- air conditioner so cheap, you'll just go buy another one for 25 bucks. Well, that's funny. They're doing blue collar work now. <laughs> funny. Um, what else did we have in the news? A uh, train derailed in India, killed over 280 people. Yeah. Today. This, this just happened a few that, hours ago. That sounds horrible. I don't know much about it. No. I, don't, it, I, I I'm a fucking isolationist. So I only pay attention to our country, really. Well, it also <laughs> like just happened like hours ago, yeah. so we haven't been able to read about yeah, it. Yeah, apparently a big deal. But I think that does relate to our rail systems. We've had a lot of derailments, which honestly, they're it's not that they're happening more. We're just hearing about it more because of that big one. Mm-hmm. So people are paying more attention to it. But it does make me wonder why, why are our roads and railroads so bad? Like I've started, people have been starting posting pictures of railroad tracks through some of the, and it seems mainly like the East coast is the worst, but some of these old railroads where they're like waves and you're like, how is that still a train track? Okay. Like our government really needs to get their fucking priorities straight. There was a gentleman in 2019. I was in Montana and he worked for the railroad and he was, you know, we were just making a conversation at the bar. Because he has his route and does all... I can't remember what he does. That was a long time ago. But he says there's train derailments all the time. Yeah. It's a very rare... Not rare. I'm sorry. It's a very common occurrence. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah. People just don't talk about it because it's not a big deal. Well... They'd much rather talk about oil and gas spills. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like I know a little more just because I live like 500 feet away from a train track. But I mean, we've had a few in our little town. We've had a couple over in Kingsburg. Yeah. But I mean, has the... they've spilled coal all over the place that's the thing is it's usually not a hazmat spill Mm -hmm. and they seem like they replace the tracks out here every few years i think i've lived here 24 years about Mm -hmm. and i've probably seen them replace long sections of track five six times throughout that yeah but some of these other states i've seen pictures i'm like holy shit looks like a third world country and it's like oh no that's fucking west virginia like pff, holy shit well, that makes sense it's west virginia well somebody somebody needs to crack down on those railroad things the railroad whoever's in charge of that shit i mean they measure the tread depth on my truck just to make sure my tires are fucking safe for their shitty roads somebody needs to be going <laughs> around taking care of that shit yeah um there was some other news uh bud light's still going big sales drop targets going uh, i wanted to hit target just a little bit just to be clear i've always boycotted target for since, a while since the since the bathroom thing or since, before that since the bathroom thing and a little bit before that okay the before that thing was just because my fucking debit card number kept getting stolen from them but <laughs> then the the nail in the coffin was the bathroom thing and then now now this thing has finally got i think i think what's special about what's happening now with target is it's it's not a right or left thing. It's a parent thing mm-hmm. because parents don't want to take their three kids to the grocery store and then see these kids size bikinis that have little tuck pockets and then have to explain that shit to their kids. This all goes back to, we didn't care like with the, the Luton, the episode with Tyler Luton. We don't, we, we don't care or I should say we didn't care, but now you're pushing it so fucking far to where we have to care and where say people something. are starting to dig their heels in and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. So that's the target thing. So don't, somebody said this was like, target released a memo saying this was January 6th level harassment against target. And it's like, this is, yeah, this is not some 
fucking violent trying to take over target this is a simple we're speaking with our dollars exactly so i mean just to the middle class people out there blue collar people make sure you're always voting with your dollars you know let obviously we've been letting bud light know how we feel about that let target know over 40 40 billion or no it was 27 billion yeah almost 30 billion dollars and who knows who knows how accurate that number Mm. is too because they're still selling their cases of beer for 15 bucks with a 15 dollar mail-in rebate so they're still getting to claim a sale but then they're paying you back for buying it so their sales losses could be even bigger than that yeah because they're just trying to make their shareholders happy at this point so there, there's a potential they could be looking at a 40 50 percent drop okay but they're still getting fake sales because of the free beer so no i think it's great to vote with our dollars you know let them know how we feel and hopefully other companies see that and it's not that we need them to take our side just don't take a side just be a fucking store or just be a beer exactly <laughs> like but, I, yeah that's an exact great point <laughs> just be a beer yeah just be a fucking i mean a bud lights case just be horse piss in a can and leave us alone <laughs> i can take it i don't drink anymore yeah i know some of you guys out there are probably like fuck you you drinking your mountain water piss over there <laughs> no it's yeah you're drinking downstream it's not like their breweries out the top of the mountain no i don't give a fuck <laughs> still tastes better anyway no I, I just think it's great i mean i don't want i don't want keystone or coors to come out and throw trump 2024 stickers all over their can what i want is i want them to say Here's a good beer for 20 bucks case. While you're watching the presidential election and watching them beat each other up, have a beer. Yeah. Ha- drink a Keystone. Yeah. Go go outside and go to the lake and enjoy a beer. Yeah. Like I don't, same with my grocery store. I just want to go buy fucking groceries. Mm-hmm. I just want my eggs and my milk and my bread and my other shit. And I want a classier place than Walmart to go shop without being pride shit shoved in my face exactly i don't want pride shit shoved in my face i don't want biden shit shoved in my face i don't want trump shit shoved in my face i just want to get the groceries yeah you know so i think i think people need to be careful too as we boycott these things not to be it's great to have a parallel economy you know if if these right-leaning companies like there's a new beer brand called uh i think it's ultra right dad's beer that launched right after the Bud Light and they've exploded in sales. I'm sure. Um, They're probably great. And I'm sure politically we agree on a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like, now you're just a political beer. Yeah. I mean, you're a political beer. Cool. Like I might buy a case just to say I did. Maybe it's great beer. I don't know, but just be a beer. It's like Paps. It's all American beer. Yeah. Except now the hipsters drink it. So you can't, (laughs) I remember when that was cheap shit for hillbillies. Right. No. Uh, yeah. I I remember drinking that underage at Red Rocks for a Willie Nelson concert. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. We just want these stores to be stores. We just want our beers to be beers, et cetera, et cetera. We just want the sports guys to play sports and entertain us on a Sunday afternoon. So make sure when you're doing those protests, that's where you're leaving it. Yeah. But fuck our new segments running a little longer than I thought. The first for everything. (laughs) Um, Anything else? Nope. I don't pay attention to news that much, so I don't really know much. No. Um, Uh, If you're Colorado local, I did want to mention, we're going to be voting sometime this year. As you all know, if you're in Colorado, our property taxes are about to skyrocket because they are evaluating your property value based on market value, not actual value. Really? So if you bought your house 20 years ago for... $87,000? Not... 
Yeah, maybe. Let's say you bought it for a hundred grand 20 years ago, 25 years ago, whatever. And everybody around has since sold. We know what the housing market did. It skyrocketed. There's guys a little out east of us who've had this problem. They've lived out there 20 years. These people have sold. They've never refinanced, never sold, never nothing. But based on the market value, their new evaluated value is damn near a million dollars. So their property tax is about to jump 10, 15 grand a year. Big amount. Oh, shit. Okay. So Colorado's trying to pull this slick one on us. So in Colorado, we get this thing called Tabor refund, which is we get a refund on sales tax collected in the state. Oh, okay, okay. I saw I saw something. So yeah, explain this a little bit more because I saw something about it. So this. I haven't deep dove in it yet, but the, I did listen to a couple guys on the radio talking about it. And basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, let us keep your Tabor tax refund, which if you were in Colorado, uh, the year Polis got elected, he gave us our Tabor refund early. People were like, oh, he's giving us money. First of all, that was our money anyway. He just gave it to us early because let's be honest, he's trying to buy your vote because conveniently we got it three weeks before election. Anyway, it was like 1300 bucks. They want to trade, they want to keep your Tabor refund and then they're say they're cut property taxes. If you go through the fine print, they're only going to cut property taxes 0.6%. So let's just put that in perspective. If you, uh, if you had a hundred dollars in a Tabor refund, they want you to trade 60 cents on your property tax for that hundred dollar bill. So if you had a thousand dollar refund, they'll be like, Oh, you can save $60 on your property tax. If we can keep that thousand dollar refund. So don't fall for that unless they change the wording or up the property tax percentage. The pro- they're calling it property tax relief, but yeah, they're basically trying to trade you a dollar for a hundred. So if you're a Colorado local, just keep an eye on that when it comes time to vote on it and make sure they either get real about the actual property. So that would, what, what- just from listening to it, if they're tr- you would vote no on that, correct? Yeah, you'd vote no. Okay, because yeah, they want to keep they want to keep a hundred bucks and let you, and give you a dollar. Okay, so don't don't fall for it if that's the way they're going to keep wording it when it comes time to vote on okay. it. Gotcha. Um, so that's about it for news. Let's run on to the subject. So you had one that I know has been on pretty heavy on my mind lately. Yeah, the one that I had was your work-life balance. And I know that we both have gone through different like career changes and just like how busy we are as mm-hmm. an individual. And I think about it for, on myself a lot. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly busy guy. But, you know, I try to make time for my, you know, myself and my life. So I figured it was something that we could all, or, you know, both of us talk about because I know there's a lot of people they get wrapped up in work and they let work become everything and then they don't live a life outside of work but yet it was self-induced and they did it to themselves or they let work dictate their life yeah so i figured we could kind of talk about that a little bit yeah it's definitely a that's a subject that actually i think affects everybody Mm -hmm. even not blue collar people white collar people you know if you're running some fortune 500 company i'm sure you're a busy motherfucker Mm -hmm. so it actually is a good subject because if you're a construction guy, if you're a janitor, if you're a single mom who has to work three jobs, or if you're, you know, an oil field guy who's only working one job, but you're working 18 hours a day, um, five days a week or six days a week, or maybe you're working 14 on one week off, Mm -hmm. that shit gets hard to deal with. Um, it's been heavy on my mind because lately I've been swamped and I've been swamped because work 
and because I'm beating the shit out of my equipment doing all this work, which is essentially a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> so Memorial day weekend, like I had to carve out time of from work just to go take my kid to ride his dirt bike for a few hours and hang with some family. And, and sometimes you feel bad about doing that. You're like, really? Like, I got to go do something with the family. I got so much shit to do, but you really want to do the family shit mm-hmm. too. But you also know if you, if you go do that, something on the work end gets pushed back, which especially when you're self-employed, that becomes an even harder fucking thing to deal with. Yeah. Because you're now in control of the success or failure. Yeah. Like we're in the shop so much. My littlest boy, he runs out the back door and just comes and pounds on the shop door. Cause he wants to come in the shop. So part of me is like my work life balance is 90% work, 10% life. Is that a good or bad thing? I think only time will tell at this point because granted my kid wants to come play in the shop and most people think that's good. But what I see is I see I'm out here so much. That's the only thing he knows. That's how he spends time with you. Yeah. So I, you, you almost feel bad about it because mm-hmm. you're like, I'm always working. That's all he wants to do is work. But then you also feel good because it's like, like I put this little reel of my, my other son helping me with a puller and it gets 10,000 views in a couple days. And you're just like, that's how special this is because kids don't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Is it better that he runs to the shop? Cause the only thing he knows is work or is it better that he stands two inches away from the TV watching fucking whatever goofy cartoons they make these days? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's definitely a hard one to deal with. I find it even harder being self-employed, but I guess for me, it's not hard either though, because I was also that over dedicated employee. Like I've worked for other people working 20 hours a fucking day and, seven days a week and I've always been a workaholic so it's not hard for me to work a lot and I also like I said I'm not that guy who fucking whips shit out as fast and hard as I can I'm a perfectionist I take a long time to do some shit that takes other people a lot less time to do you take over the a lot of time yeah (laughs) if there was a job it took you an hour I'm probably going to do it an hour and a half but it's going to be a little better but I guess it's a hard one for me because I don't even know how to answer it because I see people all the time saying like, uh, what's the saying? I don't live to work. I work to live. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, not in my case because I'm in charge of my work. How do you balance that? Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to have to fall onto what like we know what your end goal is but we've also talked about you know uh, another guy you know i do this so that way i can make my own schedule and i can go on these vacations Mm -hmm. i put money away to go do these types of things and you have a different i mean you have a goal so you're just trying to you know you're trying to reach that goal so i think you're putting in that 10 years of straight work to get there so that way you can set you and your family up Hope it's not ten. It better be more like five. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just, you know whatever your your goal is. Yeah. Well, what's stupid though, and Luton would agree, my goal is to buy more work. <laughs> I want to. I'm get, working my ass off so I can work even more. I'm working my ass off so I can be a fucking poor working farmer. <laughs> oh God. So it's kind of dumb, but it's what I want. Yeah. Um. No, it's a hard one. 
I mean, what is how? What do you feel about your situation? Because you're kind of both. You you work for someone. You've got your own little thing, and you've got a life. Yeah. So before I started Rocket, I worked a lot. You know, I I worked traveling, which I gave everything to that because I was traveling. It was work sun up to sundown. You know, till whatever hour of the day, and I I stayed there for months because that's where I was. And then when I wasn't doing that. I worked, I still worked a lot, a little bit more. Well, I'm sorry, pause before I get over, before I forget shit. Um, I gave him, I gave a lot because I was working towards that foreman leadership role. So I gave, you know, I did a little bit more. Yeah. I gave him that little extra. And I was still like, well, I need time for, you know, me and what I'm doing. But for nowadays, I definitely want time to have a life and I'm definitely working towards a life that I want, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I, def- I I make time for me. Yeah. I, that's what I'm, I do that. I, I, I want to enjoy my time. So, so I have this problem whenever I'm taking me time, I'm thinking about how much time I'm losing working. Do you have that problem? No. <laughs> I, I there are moments where I'm like you know I should probably be working right now like and then I'm like ah, I don't know like even like I took my kid out to ride his dirt bike and that was fucking awesome because I never had nice shit when I was a kid like I had one dirt bike when I was a kid and it was like a cheap buy from a yard sale it was fun is what we could have it's what we could afford and it was fun and then I don't like I'm not jealous of my own kid but I made sure he got a nicer one I also make him work for it really hard. And it's like, even though I was super excited to see him out riding by himself, because he's also, I mean, my kid's a stupid fast learner. Mm -hmm. Like I've probably, I was thinking about it and I I was like, there's there's no way I have even five hours. I know I put five hours in the post, but I was like, no, I think about it's probably more like three teaching him how to ride up and down our alley, just in a straight line. And then he went out there and within two, three hours, he's out trying to jump the motherfucker across some dirt hills in the back. You know, he's a stupid fast learner. And I was super proud to see that. But at the same time, the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, I got to do this when I get home. I got to do that when I get home. I got to fix this. I got to fucking get this ready to go to work. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like there's an issue with just like disconnecting and leaving work at work. But I mean, that's the same time when you're self-employed, work stays with you. I had that problem even when I was employed. I went on vacation one time and I had to take my business phone and I couldn't... Uh, I kept having to go check it. <laughs> oh, see, so years when I was working, like when I said I was working towards that leadership role, I had like company email and all that, all those things on my own phone with work computer and work iPad and all that stuff. So even after hours when I was at home, there would be an echo from phone, iPad, and computer going off with emails and things like that, and it just got overwhelming because I was like, I need somewhere. You know, when I'm at home, I get shit needs to happen for work still, but I'm at home. I'm on me time. I'm not salary. Yeah. I'm hourly. So if you want me to do work, you're paying me. And I've gotten, I've definitely gotten to that point now to where, sorry guys, I'm off the clock. You, you don't get, you don't get John McCarthy at, at the, at the office. Now you get John McCarthy. That's not on, on the clock. Yeah. So it's not a priority to me right now. And I've definitely learned when to disconnect. Obviously when you're on the clock, you're on the clock. And I guess that's where I'm at because I still have a full-time job and Rocket 
isn't quite it's not to the point yet yeah obviously i i have events going on that i work off you know other hours of the evening where i put two or three hours a day towards after the gym and after my full-time job and on the weekends so it's it's still work right but the full-time job i'm off the clock i'm off the clock you don't get me anymore if you want me call me and if it's important then maybe yeah i think i just yeah i'm i'm at that struggle where it's like would I be more efficient at work if I made sure to have more me time or does more me time just put me further behind at work? Yeah. That's, that's the balance I have as a being self-employed. And, and I had the same problem younger too, when I worked for other people. Cause I was like how you were saying, going for the, the promotion, the raise, the more money. So it's like going the extra mile at all hours of the day and night. No me time. Yeah. Did it pay off for you? At times. Yeah. But here I am. <laughs> as you'd say no i mean i guess it's one of those things i don't know if there's really a solution or a right or wrong answer because i also see people that are self-employed that work their ass off and then they go take a bunch of time off and then they get behind and have to come work their ass off again so it's like they're they're it's like a balancing game that i don't think you can i almost don't think you can ever get it right when you're self-employed now when you work for someone else i think it's a little easier to do as long as you have your expectations set, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you've come to the decision, you want to be just this guy that does this, then like you said, you don't get John McCarthy after hours. Cause this mm-hmm. is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want. Everybody's happy. Um, if you want that promotion, obviously we all know you have to put in that extra mile. They don't just give it to anybody. So yeah. you have to sacrifice a little bit of that me time. Yeah. And you're definitely in a position to where if you're not putting your effort towards work, the business is technically shut down for the the next, you know, day or two. If you're, even if you're not in the shop working on something, Oh yeah. But I mean, there's like, like we've said, I listen to Gary V a lot. He's that dude. All he does is work. He loves, and he's blatantly said, I love to work. I live to work. This is what I do. This is, I don't like golf. I don't, you know, I don't like all these different things. I wake up and I'm excited to work right he's like i take vacation he's like i don't want to but i need to it's good for you so that you know there's times where you need to take a couple days to just get away and reset and not think about it it's a matter of making yourself not think about it and disconnect in my mind yeah and it's hard to do for some people some some comes a lot easier for people I, I there's a lot of people nowadays where they would much rather have you time than no work time. Oh yeah. Like we've talked about. Yeah. You just gotta be careful. I mean, it can be dangerous because you can have so much you time to where you forget about work completely. Yeah. There's a, there's a balance that needs to be had. Yeah. I've definitely done that. I've gotten to the point where I've decided I need so much me time. And the next thing I know, I regretted taking so much me time because it stacked up on the other end too much. Yeah. So for me, I'm always going back and forth. Like I need to carve time out or, time to sacrifice so i guess for the listeners out there you got to kind of do the same thing you got to set your goals and you got to understand those goals take sacrifices Mm -hmm. and you got to put uh like limits on things like something i've been dealing with lately is i'm I'm like i got to put a limit on this little thing that i'm doing for myself because there's got to be a point in time where if it's still, 
if it's not going the way it needs to go that you got to realize it's not worth the sacrifice anymore. So it's like, I've reached a point where I need to set an expiration date. Okay. You know, I'm not saying that's tomorrow or anything, but I have realized it's like my kids aren't getting any younger. My house is only getting smaller. So it's like, there's a point where it's like, you got to say, okay, if we're not, if we haven't meet these goals by this point, you got to start thinking about doing something else. Mm-hmm. So maybe for the self-employed people out there, maybe you need to be like me and start thinking about that too. If, if you're struggling with the work-life balance problem, because it can only get better or worse. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. Like, it, especially if you got a family, you know, no one's getting younger. So I remember growing up cause my dad was self-employed. He yeah. drove a dump truck and he subcontracted a lot of people, you know, to work with. And I remember being young, he was always working always. He was gone before I woke up and there was during the summertime when it was peak hours, he would come home at 10 o'clock at night, work on his truck for three hours, get two hours of sleep and be back working the next day. Oh yeah. And it was like that for many, many, many years. And I, you know, I was the same way where I'd go out and just spend time with him. I would help work on his truck. But there was also times where he would make sure to take that time away, like holidays. Yeah. There were, you know, we would go to the Lake McConaughey. We would go to Chatfield. We would, you know, there was yeah. those time though he would take time off. And when sports came around, he would make sure to get off and go to as many games as possible. Obviously you can't make all of them, nah. but he would, he would make time. So I remember that and looking back, I mean, he did a lot. So I'm sure doing the same thing for your kids. It might, it just depends on how they see it. Obviously being a younger age, I remember saying, well, he, he's, he's working. He's yeah. always working. But when you get older, you see the side effect and the gratitude you have for it. Yeah. No, you definitely have to. I mean, that is one thing I do feel like is a good thing about being self-employed and that I'm putting in all that extra time for me is the fact that I can bring my kids out in the shop and be like, drill this hole for me, go get Mm -hmm. this for me, or come help me hold this. And I mean, sometimes it's inconvenient, but (laughs) all of a sudden you become the dad that's yelling, hold the fucking light still. (laughs) Yeah, we actually did have that argument. Um, but no, yeah, he's, uh, they're good. And the youngest one's coming up quick too. He's, he's already on it. So but you, even he flips me off at the gym. Yeah. He does a little, like yeah. that. Yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> little loser sign. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get it eventually. No, I think that's, you just got to be careful. I think you have to be a little more careful if you're working for someone else. Cause that was like my dad's cases. My dad put in a lot of time for other people. Mm-hmm. So there, I didn't get to go help him all the time. Sometimes I usually, I usually got to, uh, when I got in trouble at school, I got to go work with my dad. So, okay. And then when I was in my teenage years, I worked with him quite a bit, but when I was younger, he worked a lot for other people. And I think he was doing the same thing you were talking about, which was trying to move up within that company back then. Mm -hmm. So that is a little harder because like you can't drag your kids and be like, Hey, I got to stay late. Come help, come help me with this fucking commercial job site with all these other companies and let my little five-year-old run around <laughs> yeah i actually thought about this i think it was today because you had that that little quick run you know you left yesterday came back today yeah I was like i wonder if he takes any, like if you take your oldest with you on the, those days trips especially since it's summertime yeah i've i've been thinking about it 
the, obviously the, when the, you get to the job site depending on the job site yeah. like the one with the crane you he has to stay in the truck yeah well that like so that's spe- like there's been some runs where i would have been like oh he could have came with me i'm I should try to take him. Mm-hmm. You know, runs like today would have not worked out because it's like an overnighter. I'm a cheap ass. I usually stay in my truck. I don't yeah. like to pay for hotels if I don't have to. Every once in a while I do. But the other problem with like today is that's an oil field site. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't bring him on the oil field site. But there's been times where I'm like delivering a tractor to a farmer. I'm like, they're not going to care. Mm-mm. So especially since you bring a, you, br- you bring an extra little hard hat and vest for him just in case yeah and everyone gets out and sees him like oh look at the cute kid yeah so i've been i've been thinking about that especially because he's out of school so i've been eyeballing a few jobs we have and i'm like oh like we got a job for a potential job for the monster truck lady and her husband okay and i was like oh not that i'll drag him all the way out on the run but i was like oh maybe i could pick him up on the way because I got to come by my house when I deliver to their house. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pick him up on the way and he can go and see the monster truck. W- see the monster truck, watch him unload all the cool shit. See, that'd be awesome. So when I'm, in your line of work, there's definitely ways to bring him along. Yeah. And we have another mutual friend who drives a truck for a living. I know he's always got one of his 17 kids with him. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember, like, my, my dad, he would haul asphalt. And that's when everyone asks, what's your favorite, like, childhood smell? And mine's asphalt. <laughs> And everyone's like, why? <laughs> yeah. My dad hauled it. I, yeah. I would go. I remember being able to ride around and go to work with him. Makes sense. And see people build roads and shit like that. So when there's fresh paving going on, you know, fresh parking lots or fresh roadways, I get a whiff of that tar and asphalt, and it's like it's one of my favorite smells. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, that that's the thing. I just want to make sure is because I know you don't forget stuff like that. I remember mm-hmm. all the good and bad stuff with my dad. So it's like I want to make sure my kid it's a healthy amount of good stuff too yeah and it might seem boring as shit sitting in a truck for 10 hours a day but you look you know give him five ten years and he looks back and i had great time riding with dad across the country no i I took him like uh, i borrowed a semi once uh, a few months ago to drag another semi out by your place and I took him on that run. I think he made it 30 minutes and he was zonked out (laughs) (laughs) but he had a fucking blast he thought it was cool shit riding in the big truck so no, it uh, it's something you got to be careful with that work life balance, and especially summer coming up, that's the fun time. So mm-hmm. people need to keep that in mind. Um, do you want to hit that other subject, or you want to save that for another one? I forgot what it was. Uh, I have CRS. <laughs> uh, I forget so much all the time. I do too. Like all the time, you text me, and then I like think of what I'm going to tell you, and like six hours later, I'm like, this dick didn't text me back, and then I look, I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't text him back. I I remember years ago, I would get frustrated at people that don't text back, and I have turned into that person where I forget to text back. Yeah, Haley does that too. My wife, she she'll be texting someone, she's like, fuck, I accidentally ghosted him. It's like <laughs> I forgot to text him back, <laughs> fell asleep, or. It, they text me like 10 o'clock at night and we sent like two replies and then we went to bed and I forgot to text them back. So now I look like a douchebag mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I do that too. There was actually a study that came out on why people take so long on getting back to people via text. And it's because you remember, cause everything's so instant nowadays. Yeah. Instant messaging. Yeah. And everything. And there, there was a day where that wasn't around where if you wanted to call someone, they would get back to you, you know, in Pagers. an hour page a day email yeah paper mail it took days yeah people now they want their time three seconds yeah i want to see those three little bubbles bouncing as soon as i send mine exactly (laughs) i'm I'm a very impatient person so if i send you a text and i don't see red one minute after i sent it i'm like 
I'm fucking calling him because I want to talk to him now. Right. So yeah. there's, you know, that people are trying to, you know, people want instant, but they don't want instant at the same time. Yeah. That's that, why people don't reply as fast as nowadays. They might, they, they see it. Yeah. That, that's my problem is like, I'll either be like in the truck driving and somebody will text me or you'll text me or whoever and I'll see it and I'll be like, okay. And then I'm either waiting, like I, I think of a reply and I usually have it plugged in Apple CarPlay and I'm like, but I'm also listening to a podcast and then I'm listening to that. And then next, you get distracted. Yeah. And next thing you know, like three hours later, you're like, oh fuck, I forgot the reply. <laughs> and then you gotta do a little talk to text thing. Or, or sometimes it's like you text me right when I get where I'm loading or unloading. So then you're like, oh, I'll text him back when I'm done strapping down and all the shit. And then you get in there, you start driving next day you're like what were we saying (laughs) damn it Mm -hmm. (laughs) no i do that quite a bit no the the subject i that i had written down was the what was the best skill to have with your oh that's right that's right that's right yeah i I would guess we could hit it real quick i guess it's not worth saving for an episode because you probably couldn't do a whole episode on it um so i put down what is the best like hands-on skill to have because i've worked with a lot of guys that like so like in my case, I've always been like a fucking backyard part-time mechanic and that's come in super duper fucking handy in every job I've had. Okay. Um, because you can, you're good with wrenches and tools. Exactly. So like it got me to wondering like, is that the same like throughout is, is being partially mechanically inclined of the best or is that useless when you're a framer and a plumber? Um, I think being a well, knowing a little bit of everything is beneficial on the pocket to an extent, you know? Yeah. You can, being able to change your own oil, change your own tire. Cause like, I, maybe I kn- not a starter or an alternator. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. Cause like I mentioned to you, like I know guys who are God level operators, but fuck if a belt flows off that machine, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, damn dude. <laughs> Yeah, I think knowing a little bit helps. Yeah. Obviously, if you're going to run a cat excavator, you can't be the cat mechanic at the same time. I I mean, you can. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is like, so if you had to say like, is it better to be semi-handy with a wrench and be a plumber or would it be better to be semi-operator and work any job? Because any blue collar, most of the blue collar jobs we talk about and we know about, like even if you're an HVAC guy, you might need to go grab the skidster and unload a pallet of fucking parts from a truck or a SkyTrack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a framer, you might need to jump in a crane and lift a truss. Oh, um, hell, even these days, you know, these big commercial buildings, I've seen a lot of guys who say they're electricians and you see pictures of them in excavators because they're digging all the underground stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Like, if you had to tell some 18-year-old blank slate, like, hey, go f- fucking learn how to work a wrench a little bit, or do you say, like, yeah, you might be an electrician, but every chance you get, go play with the skitster a little bit. Like, do you think it's better to be mechanically, like, fix some broken shit, or do you think it's better to be like, hey, I'm a framer, but I can also run a, a, a hoe if I need to fucking dig something out of the way real quick, or... Do you think maybe you should be an operator? You can't fix your machine, but you can be a truck driver and haul the machine. Like the yeah, it's I a hard it's a hard one because there's so many like 
jobs, especially in the blue collar world that involve other jobs. Mm -hmm. Like you could be, like I said, you could be swinging a hammer doing framing. Um, you could be a frack hand that just does fucking bolt up, um, all that shit. But who's more useful? The guy who's a little less good with the hammer, but the, when the fucking pickup breaks down on the way to the job site, he can jump down there and fix it real quick. Or, or is that guy, or are you better off being a framer who can pull up to the job site and the operator's not there, but he can still jump on the machine and unload his trailer? Yeah, I think that they're all good points. I'm yeah. just going to say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes to everything. Yes. I mean, so I'm not I I'm not the best mechanic. Obviously, I, I know a little bit. Yeah. I can turn a wrench every now and then. Um but we both have CDLs. We both know how to operate. So we're very well-rounded. So like if if a fucking excavator breaks down and all of a sudden I can't run it anymore, they're like, "Oh, well, I guess it's I'm not out of work yeah. because we have another job that has an empty seat for a skid steer or backhoe or shovel and I can go do all of that. I guess we need some more people. We should probably save that for like a guest question. Okay. Because I guess depending on your industry, that could change a lot too. Because uh, like in your company's case, your company does a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah, I'm very well-rounded. I mean, what, what really made me start thinking about it is for one, my company would be a sunk cost by now if I couldn't fix my own shit. There's no, there is no way I could run this company and be paying a full-time mechanic or, or even just be taking my stuff to the shop every time. Like granted, I got a truck that has a problem right now and I'm pretty confident I know what the problem is, but it's, it's like I could throw, I could load the parts cannon, throw some parts at it. And if that don't fix it, I'm still going to have to pay them to go hook up a fancy computer to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also frustrates me because like, for example, this job, I had to load it yesterday. They were too busy to unload me yesterday. So they were like, if you can load, we'll have a guy there at eight o'clock in the morning. He can unload you. I get out there. I'm there before the crane is there and I see a sky track. I don't know what that is. The forklift that extends out. Oh, telehandler. Okay. Telehandler. Yeah. So I see a sky track and I'm like, I wish these people knew me mm-hmm. and knew what I'm capable of because I could have saved everybody a lot of time. I could have came up here yesterday and unloaded myself. Yeah. But they can't just assume every truck driver can operate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get, I get that. Cause when I, when I see a truck driver, I don't think that they know how to do anything besides drive a truck. Exactly. And that, and that's what frustrates me. And don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because if I had to tell anyone anything, I'd be like, I'm a jack of all trades. Like I can do so much stupid shit. It's ridiculous sometimes. Um, I'm a big fan of that saying, uh, a jack of all trade is better than a master of one. And there's a whole other half of that saying that people forget. Mm-hmm. I forgot it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I forgot it to be honest, but, uh, yeah, if I were to give a blank slate kid, I'd be like, dude, do everything you can learn everything you can. I'm trying to, I'm <laughs> trying to find it for you. It's a. Uh, there's an audio clip. I played it one time because I picked up a customer's trailer and it was broke. The complete saying was originally a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of, of one. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the whole saying. And, and that really rang true for me because like one time I picked up a customer's trailer, uh, 1200 miles from here mm-hmm. and it had a broken leaf spring and some other fucked up shit on it. And they were about to have me drag it to six different shops. I was po- possibly gonna have to stay an entire weekend there. And I was like, look, toss me a little extra money. I got some tools. 
I'll fix this shit. Mm-hmm. And they were cool with that. And uh, Oh, I remember that trailer you told me about. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So it, it's, I'm a big fan of guys who could do a lot of shit. Yes. But I'm also a huge fan when I see a guy, like I say, you see that operator that's fucking God level and he carves Taj Mahal stairs out of some fucking clay dirt. You're just like, God damn, I wish I was that good. So I don't know. I'm with you. I mean, if someone were to ask me that question, like what's the absolute best hands-on skill, I would say the the thing that's got me the most you saved my ass comments was being handy with a wrench. Yeah. Because equipment breaks down, trucks break down, trailers break. Um, you know, even if you're not in a construction role and you're a janitor, if you're a janitor or something, you might have to fix a washer or fix a dryer, fix a belt. But that would be my advice. Jack of all trades or at least handy with a wrench. Mm-hmm. Don't, 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 don't limit yourself. Yeah. Sorry, I got away from the mic. <laughs> yeah, don't limit yourself, but we should definitely just add that to the question. Ask guests. I think that'd be a good one. Let me put it in the notes real quick. So, but we can wrap it up. It's been a good one. We'll try to get better at this. We'll try a few more episodes where we won't drag the news one on too long. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's always going to be news, so we can always talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, especially today's world. Never ends. What the fuck is that? What? It's a red-ass looking mosquito. My son calls them mom mosquitoes. Full of blood. I don't know. <laughs> Shoot it. I'll go get my 45. Um, socials? Socials. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate. Facebook, the blue collar syndicate podcast. TikTok, blue collar syndicate pod. That's all we got, folks. So... We'll see you next time. Later. (laughs)